The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. To hit that line, Owen Spirits, very own college football handicapping podcast. I'm your host, Zach Barry. I say college football handicapping podcast. We are going to be tackling the 2022 season, trying to navigate our way through the year, hopefully help you out, maybe win some money. Um, but also, as this is a brand new show, if things go well and you like it, we'll just keep this thing rolling straight into basketball, right into baseball. We'll just keep it going year-round because you can gamble on anything these days because it is legal everywhere, just about. Uh, Joining me here very soon will be my co-host, but before I do that, I want to tell you about the sponsor that is bringing this show to you, and that is Davis McCord at State Farm. If you want to get good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis McCord at State Farm. He's your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110. And get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, without further ado, let's welcome everyone in. As we were talking before we started, we have all reached our final form. This is a quad box podcast of dads. Want to welcome in Ben Woodhouse, Nicholas Carr, Austin Gray. Gentlemen, it's good to see you. It's been a long time. It's but it's not been long enough that Nick or Austin one will not unmute themselves. Uh, no, I'm here. I'm just you, you say it's been a long time. Lots happened in a long time. We won a national championship. Yeah. Who who could forget that? I forget it every day. It is bizarre. Okay, real, let's set the odds on this. Like, realistically, did you ever think you'd be able to say that as an Ole Miss fan? Nope. No, I, I really – I've thought about it so many times when I, we came sort of kind of close in, in football to almost making the playoff. I never thought we would. I really didn't. Plus 500,000? Really, yeah, it still feels surreal. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because it's like not even our best team did it. You know, right. Exactly. And it's proof. I mean, 
The same goes for Mississippi State, not to bring them into this, but they won it the year before. 2021 was not their best baseball team either, and that's oh, yeah. what won right. it. And it's hilarious that they didn't weren't allowed 20, 30, 40 years to kind of rub that in our face. Instead, we followed up the next year. Uh, question, question for you guys real quick before we get going, but like let's say we had gone to Southern and lost in, in two or three games, just a, a ho-hum, you know, run-of-the-mill, super regional. Where would y'all rank this team in terms of Bianco's tenure? Like seventh or eighth? Yeah, I was going to say maybe just outside the top five. I would put 05, 06, 09, 14, and 18 ahead of them. For sure, off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the top of your head. So, off the top of your head, there's six best case. Yep. I mean, if you're talking in terms of talent, the team that got bounced by Tennessee Tech was better top to bottom, right? I mean, the results weren't there, but but just talent. I mean, we we talked about it on our – on our old show, shout out to the to the boys over at Red Cup Rebellion. We we talked about that was the best lineup top to bottom that Mike Binko ever had that year. Yeah. And this, yeah, was this, that the 18 team, year? 18. Yeah. Yeah, it was 18. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just sheer numbers wise, they were better than the 04 and 05 team or 05 and 06 teams. So yeah. and if we if we don't get to Omaha, most of the Dylan Delusia lore doesn't exist yeah you know, I, I mean I, if if he doesn't do what he does down at southern and then doesn't do what he does twice in omaha i mean that that's that was 80 percent of his thing because he didn't really come on to late in the season yeah he is yeah. unique in that respect among almost pitchers all the other legends of almost baseball pitchers specifically here were sort of regular season guys as well as you know supplemented mm-hmm. with the postseason delusia as you said nick is just the opposite like like the, the regular season body of work was fine i mean it was okay but the postseason just made him a god. Speaking of gods, as we go ahead and jump in to our over-under totals, uh, that is going to be uh, essentially the theme of this episode. As we uh, get ready for week zero, um, we will obviously bring you some picks next week. So basically, if you're not familiar with the show, what we do is every week of the season, we will each give three locks. And uh, we will lock those in. We will keep it in a fancy spreadsheet on the good old Excel. Uh, Nick will be uh, probably spearheading that effort, but we will keep track of our record all season long. So we will let you know who to tail, who to fade, um, all that good stuff. But without any games, obviously, we're going to stick to totals. We're going to talk all SEC teams, pick an over and an under for each total. And then um, in the second segment, we will get into – the win totals that we like and we will give three locks each um we kind of tweaked it a little bit last year i'll 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 open the floor to y'all if y'all want to do the same we allowed mirroring picks um as in if someone wanted to lay the points on a game with the team if somebody else wanted to take the points we would allow that do we want to continue that this year yeah i'm game yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, okay. I, I think I was three and zero against Ben last year in lock fight. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right. Oh man. So uh, there yeah. it is. All right. Yeah. So we're, we're we're cooking. All right. So I said, speaking of gods, we're going to start alphabetical. Alabama, obviously. Nick Saban. Very very angry after losing the national championship game. I have told people 
who have asked me how much longer do I think Nick Saban is going to coach. He's not even that old, and he really actually looks pretty great for his age. I think just because he lost to a former assistant in a national title game as he lost to a former assistant for the first time in 2021 when Jimbo and Texas A&M pulled that one out of their ass, losing to Kirby in a national title game I think has just fueled his fire for another decade. I, I think he's – Easily coaching for another 10 years. I don't well, know. 10 years. Would, that. would that be 81? Is he 71 now? I efforting. I feel like that's a little Damn. long. I'm thinking five years though. I'm he's probably six or seven. Five. He's 70. But dude, he's 70. 70. He doesn't look 70. He looks damn no. 59. Well, and, and kind of like Coach K with, with Duke basketball, I just feel like the program runs itself at this point mm-hmm. so obviously mm-hmm. it, that'll change when when he's gone but i mean he just needs to not die on the sideline and i feel <laughs> like he might could give us seven more years that sounds yeah terrible though yeah i mean a decade is 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 really getting out there but i mean for all we know he's in great health and still motivated and still wants to coach so um all right let's get it going Alabama, 10.5 win total, minus 230 over, plus 185 under. I, I'll keep it short, I, going over. Um, without even looking at their schedule, I don't see how they don't go at least 11-1. and one. Well, the best team on their schedule is probably Texas A&M, and they're back at home this year. So and he's, he's not losing to them twice in a row. I, I just it's don't been- know where you find two losses on that schedule. Because if they lose one game, they'll, they'll know that their backs are against the wall and they just simply won't allow themselves to lose a second. I mean, that, that's easy as you can put it. I have very little more to add. I right. think the best chance for a loss for them is at Ole Miss, and I don't think that really Ole Miss might is going to be. beat them. I mean, that, you know, as much as I want Ole Miss to win, I, I, it's going to be a very difficult task. I mean, you're talking about Alabama just never loses, period. I, I would think – I feel a lot more comfortable with under 10 and a half if Georgia was also on the schedule as their East opponent. But who do mm. they get from the East Tennessee and who? Uh, Vanderbilt? Yeah, I mean, come <laughs> on, man. This is <laughs> over 10 and a half might be the lock of the year for any team. Yeah, that, that Vandy game, Ty Simpson's probably going to get in and throw for about 150. Um, you guys want to venture a guess the last time Alabama lost two regular season games other than – in 2019? Mm. 2009? No, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 10. 10. 2010. 20, 2010. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. South Carolina that's, and. They played Michigan State in the Citrus Bowl or the. Capital One. Capital yeah. One Bowl. 12, 12 years ago. I mean, mm. that's absurd. Yeah. Steven Garcia. That's not happening. And it's not happening this year. That, that 2019 was. What was that the kick six game? I believe so. The years years run together at this point, but I feel like that's right. Yeah, Um, that was 48-45 at at Auburn on the kick six game. It's not happening again. So, I mean, it it took the kick six, which is one of the biggest plays in the sports history, for them to lose two times in the regular season. Not starting this year. And that, that Auburn team's not coming through the door either. No, and uh, yeah, I mean the the one hiccup possible was A and M after all the bullshit that Jimbo Fisher pulled this summer, 
and then losing to them last year, there, there's a zero chance, especially at home. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that – national people that say that this is one of the better Alabama teams that Nick Saban's ever had, which is scary. Um, the Heisman winner, Bryce Young's back. Don't the they defense, say that every year, though? I mean, I, I, probably. I, I mean, I mean, they were damn good last year. I mean, they probably win the national title if Jameson Williams doesn't get hurt. Um, which, which, as we as speaking we, of Williams, I was going to say, Zach, the the one area this year that Bama is a little weak, and that's you know, of course relative, is at wideout. I mean, we we've grown mm-hmm. accustomed to them rolling out first rounders at wide receiver for mm-hmm. the last what five years. This year, can you name their starters? I was just about to ask that same question. They got the the transfer, which I don't know where he's from. Louisville. Louisville. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, transfer receiver from Louisville. Um, yeah, no idea. Could not name. I don't even know who. I don't even know that guy's name. Um, God, just pulled up their roster, and I love that they have his official name on the roster is Kool-Aid McKinstry. That's just mm-hmm. the fucking coolest. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. Oh, Jermaine Burton from Georgia. Mm-hmm. He's there. Um, Corey Brooks. Sophomore from Miami. Uh, Tyler Harrell is the guy from Louisville they got. Um, JoJo Earl flashed a little bit last year. Sophomore at Texas. Uh, Treshawn Holden was the guy who was <laughs> – uh, I totally forgot about this. Um, yeah, a little inside baseball. Uh, Ole Miss was in heavy pursuit of Mr. Holden prior to the national championship game. And then when Jamison Williams went down – Treshawn had himself a night, and uh, that pretty much sewed up him coming back to Alabama. Um, Ole Miss could certainly use a guy like him, 6'3", 214. Yeah, I mean, it's you can't really name anyone outside of Burton and the Harold kid that's from Louisville, but, I mean, everybody knows they're going to figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure um, these guys are good. They're just not Waddle and Judy and Ridley and – yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, they're they're all pretty Cooper. green. Yeah, Cooper, exactly. Uh, uh, Shaz Preston, Devonte Smith, the Heisman winner. Yeah, right. Yeah, Shaz Preston is a freshman. He's probably going to be pretty damn good. Um, and then you've got Kendrick Law, two guys from Louisiana, right there, um, which has to stay. Just to give you guys a, an idea, I mean, Phil Steele's got Jermaine Burton's first team All SEC projected, mm. and Tyler Harrell's fourth team. So, I mean, just to give give you all an idea of, yeah, if they're not Julio Jones yet, at least. I, I mean, that's that's kind of what I would say about them. They're still going to have multiple guys probably reach a thousand yards just based on how many sure. you know yards they're going to throw for. Yeah. All right, so we're all going over there uh, next alphabetically, Arkansas. Seven and a half over plus 125 under minus 145. Looking at the schedule here. Their are big non-conference games against Cincinnati. The opener. Um, their East opponents are Missouri and who? South, South Carolina. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Week, week two, that's a sneaky trap game. It's at home. They also travel to BYU in week yeah. six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. I did not catch that one. 
And that's a back-to-back. Oh, shit. Back-to-back-to-back at Mississippi State, at BYU, at Auburn. So, what is their total? Seven and a half? Yeah. I know it's it's going against a grain. Well, not really from the juice. I'm going to go under. I'll lead this off. I mean, I just feel like you – if you get two non-conference opponents like Cincinnati, who's going to be worse, but they're still well-coached, and BYU, which is just weird playing them in general, especially in the middle of a three-game road stretch with State, who's going to have Arkansas circled. This is a big year for Mike Leach. We talked about this before the show. I've got thoughts on State later, but they got State and at Auburn, who's also going to have Arkansas circled. I mean, let's face it, they're while they are a good team, Arkansas is not Alabama. So those mm-hmm. are games that uh, t- uh, coaches like Leach, Harson look at, and they're like, we've got to get a win there. We talk about mm-hmm. that all the time in the past. And so I think that under seven and a half is a safer pick. Pretty sharp line, though. I mean, re- yeah. or total, because, like I said, I just don't like the optics of your four non-conference opponents, two of them being – of them being – uh, BYU and Cincinnati. That's that's difficult. I think they beat probably both of them, but you're sweating to eight wins. Does yeah. anyone know who coaches at uh, their other their their FCS opponent? Uh, yes. Missouri State. Bobby P. Who's that? Who's that? Austin. Bobby, Bobby Petrino. Petrino. <laughs> oh God. Nightmare uh, schedule for third, and that's and that's family weekend too. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so looking family. at Arkansas schedule. They only have three SEC road games because that, that fourth game, instead of playing it in College Station, is at Arlington. That's good. But tell me mm-hmm. which of these road games you are 80-plus percent confident Arkansas is going to win. Uh, in Starkville, in Provo, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Auburn, mm-hmm. and at Missouri. I'll give them Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Are you, are you 80% sure? I'm 80%. And yeah. – at most, and that's one road game. You know what yeah. I mean? That's look at that's this. A, they're gonna have to win some road games because they've got Bama at home. Obviously, they've got Ole Miss at home. They've got Texas A&M in Arlington. LSU at home. There's no shot, in my opinion, and y'all, I'm sure somebody will call me out on this. No, that they get to eight wins if they don't beat Ole Miss. Right? Like they yeah, have to I, beat I, Ole Miss to get to eight yeah. wins. And I'm going, and I'm going under as well because not only do you get that three week stretch of hell to end October, but sandwiched in between LSU and Ole Miss to close out the homestand, you've got Liberty. Now, there's no Malik Willis. I know the jokes all write themselves, but you know Hugh Freeze is going to do some weird shit, and he's going to try to make it as difficult as possible to make that a layup homecoming win. But, I mean – at State, at BYU, at Auburn, home against Liberty, home against LSU, home. I mean, I mean, those those are big games. I'm, I mean, LSU is is go, they're going to be better coached because of Brian Kelly and his staff. They have talent, but it's not a layup because it's at home. I, so I mean, I, I know I've talked a lot, and I hate to interrupt you, Zach, but if they're non-conference opponents, they have to face Bobby Petrino, Hugh Freeze, Luke Fickle, and BYU, like. Yep. <laughs> BYU's going to be out there. Yeah. Who, who made, made that schedule? schedule? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who the yeah, that person needs to be fucking fired because Yeah, holy. just to sh- just to sharpen the point here, BYU comes right in the middle of SEC play. Like it, they mm-hmm. go so they get Bama at home. They're going to have bumps and bruises. They go on the road to state. Uh 
um, who's going to be scrappy. And then they go cross country to BYU. Those are all back to back to back. Why would you schedule a road game in Provo in October? <laughs> that is a loss. You can't, I, I'll you tell can't you pick what. out your SEC schedule, but you can pick that. Uh, that yes. I'll, I'll play y'all. I'll pick that straight up against any one of y'all right now. Just straight up, no points. I'll take. No, hell no. No, I love BYU <laughs> in that spot. Yes, sir. All right, I'm under. <laughs> Ben's under. What are y'all? Yeah, I'm under too. And so you said Missouri State was family weekend. Yes, family. is that right? So just hop on the motorcycle, bring the family in for Bobby Petrino against the Hog. <laughs> <laughs> If Bobby Petrino at some point says, I don't have friends, I have family, I'll just fucking lay, I, I will go all in. Yeah, this is a, this is an under. Look, here's the thing. I, I wasn't impressed with Arkansas last year. I was dead wrong all year about them. They, they made me look foolish. But they lost their best weapon um, in Burks to the NFL. They don't have anybody that's going to replace that value or, or put up anything comparable to his numbers. I'm still not a believer in, in Jefferson. I think he's a solid quarterback, but if you stack the box and force him to become a passer, I'm, I, he's not very impressive at all. And that's exactly what, like what, eight teams on the schedule are going to be able to do that to him. Nine teams on the schedule can do exactly that. Um, and look, not to gloss over Cincinnati for an opener. You, so Fickle's going to have all that's summer to get sneaky. ready for this. Cincinnati lost a ton. They lost a ton, and we may circle back to Cincy when I make my my picks later in the show. But still, they're a scrappy, scrappy program. Fickle's a hell of a coach. That's a that's a that's a tough opener. And mm-hmm. the next week you get South Carolina, which is going to be extremely difficult to game plan for because you have no film on Rattler at Carolina, right? Like you don't know what they're going to do at South Carolina. And then you start again. Petrino comes in. And then murderers row after that. This could get sideways before their bye week. Well, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned the Gamecocks, Austin, because listen here, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be real here. Week two, after a tough opener against Luke Fickle, which look, I know they lost everyone. There's no, I'm blanking on his fucking name but the quarterback's gone Ritter yeah uh, Desmond Kobe Ritter, Bryant, both, Ritter. Yeah, yeah both uh Saul Scarner that's still a good program their, though absolutely like it is yeah, yeah they're they're gonna be ready I mean he he's gonna want to make a statement against an SEC opponent but that week two game against the Gamecocks Shane Beamer I'm telling y'all he is gonna be fine he's recruiting his ass off he knows the program he's been there before and they return a lot of talent in the front seven. And y'all were just talking about how you got to stack the box against KJ Jefferson, force him to be an actual quarterback. And I mean, you've got former five stars and Jordan Birch, Zach Pickens up front. Um, I mean, they're going to be solid defensively. So I think that's going to be an early test. Not saying that, Arkansas can't beat South Carolina because you don't know what you don't know what Rattler's going to be at quarterback. But defensively, they were good leading up to Beamer's first year. They always had the talent in the front seven, so they're going to challenge them and make Jefferson beat them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I haven't even looked at any schedules yet, but now that I've seen it, I'm definitely going under. All right, I'll finish this, and we get on them talking about my favorite team in the SEC, Auburn. I'm actually going to go over here. I know I, I really harped on Arkansas that's, and how that's that's the schedule time. is, but plus 125 is, is the number you're getting on the over. 
And I'm going to need to see Ole Miss beat Arkansas in Fayetteville in the month of November for it to happen. And that just, and I think that's the game that they get, they, they could get to eight with. So I'm going to go over just because it's, it's plus money. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad pick. All right. Everybody turn uh, to uh, page eight. Let Nick lead this one off since he wants to talk. Okay. Off. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. let's go. All right. Let's, let's All right. go, Nick. All right. Turn to page 84 of talk- your hymnal. And uh, everybody <laughs> stand up. Let's talk Auburn <laughs> Jesus. So we, let's let's start at quarterback now. Um, actually, like, we can start at quarterback. The, the the news out of there is that Zach Calzada has not taken the job, I believe, from TJ Finley. Is that correct? I that's think that, the latest, that's kind yeah. of what's and hey, yeah, that's kind of what's come out the first couple of scrimmages. This is not your granddad's TJ Finley. This is TJ Finley that almost beat Alabama last year. Exactly, and it should have beaten Alabama last year, and, and that should tells have. me. Cal- Calzada, not a great quarterback, but the fact that Finley didn't lose a starting job tells me he's probably improved a little bit. They've probably got the best running back in the league in Tank Bigsby, and they've got a schedule that outside of the fact that they both play Alabama and Georgia, uh, and, and obviously they host Penn State, which wouldn't surprise me at all if they, if they won that game anyways. They've got three easy non-conference wins, Mercer, San Jose State, and Western Kentucky. And then they get they get some teams at home. I think they can beat. I think they can beat Missouri at home. I think they can beat LSU at home. That Arkansas game. I know I just picked them over. That could be a good one. And then obviously Texas A&M at home is probably a loss. But I mean the the over under here is just six and a half, and it's juiced pretty good to the over at one plus one thirty five. So all you need them to do is go seven and five. How often is Auburn going winning less than seven games? I guess the last mm. two years, but yeah. <laughs> 2020 was, was different because of COVID last year. They were six and six. I just think they've got to be just a little bit better to go 75. Uh, all right. I'm looking at the schedule. They're going to start out two and zero. I'm saying they lose to Penn state. They can start out four and one though. They've got Missouri at home for homecoming and then they've got LSU. Okay. I'm saying they lose to Penn State, they lose to LSU, they lose to Georgia. Mm. Just for the sake of keeping this thing rolling, history tells me they beat Ole Miss somehow. We'll address that later. I think they lose to Arkansas, they beat Mississippi State, they lose to A&M, they beat Western Kentucky, and they lose to Bama. I got them going 6-6. and I'm going under. I don't believe in Brian Harson. I think the writing has been on the wall there for some time with everything that went on with him. I don't think they believe in him whatsoever. We've talked about it offline plenty about how I'm just waiting on things to really start to heat up and for them to try to circle the wagons with Tim Cook and everybody else in that alumni base to try to get Lane Kiffin. I don't think he would take it because I personally think Lane Kiffin would hate everything about that program and what they fucking do but i got him six and six so i'm going under austin go ahead man i, th- I think it's really sharp was it six and a half yeah I, so i mean it's yeah. close so i mean the biggest question mark is obviously quarterback and if finley's a little better I, i'm kind of with nick here you don't often see auburn go less than seven and their offensive line should be actually one of the best in the conference they're not very deep but their starters are pretty damn good tank bigsby everybody knows how good he is they still don't really have any 
weapons on the outside at receiver, but they don't need weapons necessarily. They're just going to line up and road grade people. Auburn's defense is always solid, always. Um, you're in and you're out. And after Harson survived the coup, he's kind of feeling himself a little bit here. I, it it kind of has the feeling that, I don't know, I mean, what decides this? Like Penn State decides the the number here or LSU? Ole Miss, maybe. Could be us. Yeah, yeah it could yeah, be. Yeah. It, it could be Arkansas at home. I, I just like there's a lot of games I feel like because they've got three pretty easy non-conference games. They've got Missouri at home. That's four. Yeah. I, there's a lot of there's a lot of winnable games there. A lot of toss. There, there uh, is, and and not they've to, got a built-in loss in an East opponent in Georgia, though, and that yeah. that hurts for a an SEC West yeah. team. And I think you have the the built-in loss against Bama in the Iron Bowl, even though they almost beat them last year. I, that that shit ain't gonna happen again. Um, yeah, I think I if you've got, got three better. losses in Alabama, Georgia, and Penn State, they've got to get to the. You said the number six and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got to beat Ole Miss to go over. I don't think that I don't think they do this year. I'm gonna go under. My one thing before we move on. I do think, and eerily similar to Ole Miss, as they they don't really have the quarterback situation figured out, much like Ole Miss, but they do have a two-headed monster running back that's probably one of the best in the country. Um, we already talked about Tank Bigsby and how good he is, but they've got Jarquez Hunter, who is a stud. So it's that right there, along with the offensive line, is a nice parachute for the quarterback to get settled. Now – it's not exactly a very comfy start to get settled. I mean, you've got Mercer and San Jose State, and then you jump right into a, a Big Ten opponent. Um, but then you get Missouri for homecoming to kind of settle you in before the gauntlet of LSU, Georgia, Ole Miss, Arkansas State, A&M. But I think they're going to lean on the run game early and try to shorten games and feed Bigsby and Hunter. So – even with that, as good as Bigsby and Hunter are, I still can't find seven wins here. Now, we haven't seen anyone play anything yet, so this could change, but that's just me talking right now at 9.34 p.m. Central Time on August 17th. I do think this. If if Auburn goes 6-6, six and six, we're going to have a sweaty offseason as mm-hmm. Ole Miss fans. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's who they want, Lane right? Kiffin will be the natural target, I think. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. Weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at LamarYard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild and South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. 
show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris, and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. The show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoiza fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. Billy Napier. How about our guy Billy betting on himself for all those years and it finally paid off and he gets to go live in Gainesville, Florida. (laughs) Which, all jokes aside, I like Gainesville. I think it's fine. Um, all right, Gainesville, the number or Florida, excuse me, the number is seven minus 130 over plus 110 under. If anybody else has their schedule pulled up and would like to go, yeah, I've, I've got quickly it efforting. A, all right, go ahead. That, that's a tight number. I mean, that is they're going to open as underdogs against Utah. L. Now, that game's at home, but it's at night. L. So the weather probably shouldn't matter quite as much, but it, it might. Um, they've got Kentucky and USF at home. Go to Tennessee. They got Eastern Washington, uh, non-conference, and then obviously they finish with Florida State. There are two SEC West games, I guess, the two most important: LSU, obviously, and at A&M. I would probably lean. I mean, seven's kind of a weird number because it could be a push. Obviously, I would lean over. Because oh. the only way you lose is six and six. And I just don't think, you know, between Eastern Washington and Missouri at home and USF, I don't think they're going six and six. Bruh. I, uh, um, Zach's going to really jump all over me because oh, I'm no. looking at the schedule. I don't see, I see two guaranteed losses. And a few toss-ups and a bunch of guaranteed wins. I mean, if Ole See, Miss had the schedule, wins. if Ole Miss had the schedule, I would think nine and a half. Nine wins, are, yeah. yeah. I, and I don't know that – I mean, I'm not so sure that Florida can't beat Utah at home. I mean, they, in they, the they swamp, that's, a, that's a big yeah. weather factor. Like It's going to feel – probably real feel like 97, you know. Yeah, okay. and so okay. I know it is at night. And Utah is very good. I, I'm not – and y'all know me. I'm a big, like, Utah – fan that kind of deal but this is a tough i'm going easy over here really what? like I, I i think this is a I, i'm i'm probably doubling mm. this impressing <laughs> yeah so i think it lands on seven more often than not right so mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it, i think it's a as sharp as it gets in terms of the number but i think it, they're more likely to land on six than they are eight um Ooh. i like utah out of the gate I think Utah yes. is like a top five team in the country. Finally. I, yeah, I don't good. think – Oh, think they're Florida. good. I think they are um, too. Go ahead. Now, you're, look, the weather is going to be a factor. It's going to be humid as hell, and it's Napier's first game, so they're going to be all lathered up and ready for a Pac-12 opponent. But um, Utah's got the better roster, top to bottom. they got the better quarterback by far. 
they got the better lines of scrimmage. Um, Dan Mullen's recruiting at Florida as the, the chickens have come home to roost there. Um, Florida's not very strong on the offensive line or the defensive line, which means that in week two against Kentucky, you may have problems, right? You easily roll over USF, but then you got to go to Tennessee. As much as I would like to think Florida could beat Tennessee or yeah. will beat Tennessee, I'm not so sure. Yeah. 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 You come home, probably cruise against Eastern Washington, same for Mizzou, but then you have LSU at home right before the bye. I don't know what we're going to get out of LSU this year, but I know that LSU's defensive line will be the, the, like the, the best unit on the field by far. Um, I think they had the potential to shut down Florida uh, after the bye, Georgia, A&M and Carolina, you know, if the wheels have fallen off at that point in the season, those are three L's in a row. Then you finish with Vandy and FSU. I don't know. Like I said, I think seven more often than not, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to land on that number, but um, I think it's hard to find eight. I, I, I don't. I mean, I mean, I'm like three drinks in, but I don't know. I built different here. Um, I, I'm going under, and I feel comfortable with this under. I think they lose to Utah week one. Look, Utah's. We already talked about. It. They're fucking good. Cameron Rising's back. He had a fantastic year last year probably one of the better games that I've seen in the last decade against Ohio state in that Rose bowl. For sure. Uh, Tavian Thomas is back a thousand yard rusher. Kyle Whittingham is a guy that just fucking wins. Like he, mm-hmm. he's just got it rolling. It's a machine over there. And I know it's week one and it's going to be hot in Gainesville. It's going to be muggy, yada, yada, yada. But you got to remember Utah mostly made up of Mormons um, that are older, um, you know, as, as a podcast full of dads, we all know that we're built different when we're older. So I feel like that's not going to phase them. I think that's an L right off the bat. And I do think that you probably run a good chance of losing to Kentucky. Kentucky beat them last year. I think as goofy as he is, Mark Stoops has a, we talk about Whittingham and his machine. Stoops has found the recipe there. He knows they have an identity they know exactly who they are. They don't try to be anything else. They don't try to dress it up and be cute. Um, you know, Levis reports out of that fall camp are saying that he's not been pretty. He's not been particularly sharp, but he's 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 going to be fine. He's a returning starter. I think Kentucky's going to give him hell in week two, even though it's back to back home games start off. But I mean, I'm looking at the schedule: South Florida, Eastern Washington, Missouri. Vandy and Florida State are the guaranteed wins, in my opinion. Maybe eclipse South Carolina at home, but who knows what Spencer Rattler and the offense is going to look like at that point in November. We already talked about their defense and how talented they are. I think Beamer is a good coach, so that could be a tricky one. I feel more than comfortable going under here. I think this is a textbook growing pains, tough year one for Billy Napier. Now he's recruiting his ass off right now. Florida is lights out right now on the recruiting trail. I don't think they're going to struggle very long. I think Napier is the right man for the job. If he can put it together, you know, bridge from the recruiting trail to the field, I'm going under. I I know everybody else is, I mean, Austin was saying it's, it's, you know, coin flip, yeah. but. Yeah. If I've got to bet it, I'm with you on the under. I just, just a complete stay away yeah. in real life. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, two years down the road, Florida's going to be, hell because i think napier is a really good coach and they're going to recruit well because florida state sucks 
still don't know what Miami's going to be. Chris Ball is recruiting well, but Howard, you know, Miami hasn't been good in forever. So I'm going under. Um, all right. Next, staying in the East, Georgia, 10 and a half is the number, minus 205 over, plus 165 under. Um, I don't really think I need to peek at their schedule. I think that um, it's safe to say I'm going over. Um, the the non-con of Stanford. I'll, I'll pull it up for science. Yeah, Stanford, Oregon, Georgia Tech, and Kent State are the non-cons, and the two teams that get out of the East are at Mississippi State and um, Auburn. I, I just I don't I don't see a loss on there. I mean. Any nope. worst case scenario, I guess they could lose to Georgia. I mean, to Oregon in Week One. But yeah. where are they playing that game? The in Bens. Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be a home game. And Oregon yeah, is oh, yeah. a, another first-year head coach. Who's the gonna over be there? under? Could be eleven and a half for it this could be schedule. 11. Yeah, it could Agreed. be eleven. Agreed. I, I mean, come on, you're telling me that Kirby Smart is gonna have an entire year to prepare for a Bo Nix Oregon offense? Like, fuck no. They're not – hell no, they're not losing that game. No, I, I do not. I have I no analysis to add to this. We don't I mean, have to spend time on this. This is an yeah. over. Anybody I'm sure else? all the uh, UGA fans who went to Ole Miss would like for us to talk about it, but I don't feel like a piece of <laughs> yeah. that group tonight. The, the, well, one, the defense one question, rests. Everybody be, else can fuck off. This can be yes or no, or, or, or one team or, or the other. Which one are you more confident goes over? Ten and a half, Alabama or Georgia? Georgia. Yeah, same. They play in an easier division. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <sighs> it's close, man. Because I think Georgia, you're going to see some regression on defense. It, Kirby's recruited really well, right. but you but you don't lose what they lost and not take a half step back. Again, sure. who's going to beat them though? I mean, their schedule is anybody. the schedule is trash. But that's a good um, point, Ben. Uh, and they're I, gonna they're gonna have time to figure it out. Yeah, right. They have a they have a runway after Oregon to really ramp up, but I don't know. I mean, if anybody gets them, maybe maybe Tennessee. Uh, I knew you were going to say Tennessee. It's, I knew in, that. it's in Athens, though. That's my yeah, only. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you, what's tricky. Look, what's when's tricky the last is, time they won in Athens? Was it the the Josh Dobbs heave? Yeah, yeah, has to be. Okay. But look, you go Florida, Tennessee, and then look who's next at Mississippi uh -huh. State. That's a tricky uh -oh. one. No, come on. Better not be. No, it, just it, really is. it really is. They, yeah, it really is. That's a good point. Okay, all right, all right. I mean, but that's still not the ten. No, 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 right, right, 10. no. And I'm, again, I'm that's not. A, I would never bet that. But I'm just saying that's a that's like a that's like a twenty seven sixteen win. Yeah, the Python effect, sort of. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I'm just saying you come off your two Super Bowls, Florida, Tennessee, and then you got a trip to Starkville, like. You know, it's one where it's a natural letdown spot, and Leach's offense, when it is good, can occasionally cause problems. Returns a quarterback, exactly. Well, yeah, some weapons. And I, just, I think Georgia has better athletes by far, so they'll probably take care of business. But I'm with you. Whoever said, you know, it'll be like 24-17. It'll be uh, a close one. Maybe make Georgia sweat and earn it a little bit, but they they probably still pull yeah. it off. And I don't, regardless of being undefeated, I don't think Georgia's going to travel to Starkville because it's Starkville. And yeah, right. Go there. Exactly. All right. Um, moving on, Kentucky, the Wildcats. We talked a little bit about them earlier. The number is seven and a half, minus 160 over, plus 135 under. 
looking at their non-con, you've got Miami University. Shout out to the uh, the little Oxford. You've got Youngstown State, the Gwens, as I'm wearing my Golfing with Gwen shirt, uh, Northern Illinois. Uh, wow, they really went out and got some uh, tough non-con. Uh, and then they closed with Louisville. Um, the number is seven and a half. I'm counting one, two, three, four. I'll start it off. Okay. Uh, I think this is an under. I know that that's oh. going against like the public opinion. They play at Florida. I think that's a loss. They play at Ole Miss. That's a loss. They play at Tennessee. That's a loss. They play Georgia at home. That kind of sucks because you'd rather get Missouri at home. And now they right. play at Missouri. And that's going to be their game that they must win to get to eight. I, I thought it was personally going to be an eight and a half total, but it's seven and a half. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to have to beat one of Louisville or at Missouri to get there or South Carolina at home. They also play Mississippi State. That's not an easy game for them. I mean, I just, there's Those a lot games of are always here. weird. Yeah, yeah. I, there's just too many minds on the schedule. I think it, I think seven and a half is sharp. I, at eight or more, I would go eat, or I guess eight and a half or more, I'd go easily under, but seven and a half, even still, I'm just going to go under and, and play the odds that. It, it's still Kentucky. They can talk about them all they want. It's still Kentucky. Yeah, now that I've looked at it and then you just ran through it, I'm going to go under as well. I think they beat Florida. Um, I mean, I think the early road trip to start conference play at Ole Miss is a tough game. I think Ole Miss wins that one tougher than closer than the experts think. Hashtag Lee Corso, but yeah, I mean, I do think they lose at Tennessee. They lose to Georgia. South Carolina is going to be a tough one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sharp. It's going to be close, but I'm going under. So let me ask you this. Are they going to win all three of South Carolina at home, Mississippi State at home, at Florida? Mm. They have to win all three of those to get to eight. I think they for sure are losing to – I think they're going to. It's gonna just beat, not there. The I think they're going like, to beat Florida. It's a tough Florida. schedule for an East opponent. I mean, it, yeah, or for an East team. South Carolina games are always weird. State games are always weird. So those two right there are toss ups. And man, yeah. I mean, it, I think they just got to win. They've got to win three of at Ole Miss, at Tennessee, at Missouri, USC at home, and Mississippi State at home. They've just got to win three order. of those. But but I mean, that's just. Winning three of five, it's not like they've got to win four or five of five. With two of the games, though, at Ole Miss and at Tennessee, the two hardest ones, that's a problem. No, I I mean, you're right, but. Go ahead. Tell me why I'm wrong. I mean, tell me why I'm wrong on this because I I just don't see it. And everybody in the world says that Kentucky's going to be great. I'd probably go under because it's plus 135. That's my – if it was even juice on both sides, I might think more about the over. But because you're getting better money on the under, that's why I'm thinking it's – I guess it's more likely than not that they're going to win seven. Mm-hmm. Eight does seem like a little bit of a tall task when you've got, you know, when you've got Georgia as a, as a sure loss and then you've got some pretty tough road games at Ole Miss, at Florida, at Tennessee. And those are all bang, 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 bang. There's a bye before Tennessee, but, I mean, look, we were in the building last year, and I that place is 
just ready to explode rowdy. with all the rowdy. Yeah, I mean, I've been calling it Hypeville. I don't call it Knoxville anymore. I call it Hypeville. Um, the the folks at Ball Quest can thank me for that later. But I mean, that that place, I told Ben that night we were there, the best live sporting event I've ever been to in any sport. I mean, the game had everything. The crowd was insane. I mean, it was both like loud and just like the just vitriolic as hell because of Kiffin. It but, was. I mean, they're they are. I was in Knoxville a couple of weeks ago, and students are just now getting back. But I mean, that place is buzzing for football. I mean, they are, and I think for good reason. I think Hendon Hooker is going to be good. I think he was good last year. I think he's going to be better this year. They've recruited well. I think Heifel's a good coach. And I think Tennessee is going to be hell this year for everybody. So, and that just in, in Neyland stadium, I think that's a loss. So. So do y'all know how, where this number opened to start the, to start this year? Uh, eight, eight and a half. half. Yeah. That was hammer time under, like if we, <laughs> if we've been given an eight yeah. and a half. Oh yeah. I think that's absurd. Now, where are we now? Seven and a half or seven? Seven and a half. You're, yeah, seven and a half. So I'm still under. I'm with Ben here. Like I'm not. I'm not buying the Will Levis hype. And I think the loss of Wondell Robinson is huge. He accounted oh. for 43 percent of their explosive plays last year. He single-handedly won in the bowl game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was a monster. Also, Chris Rodriguez has some legal issues that he's dealing with. Um, there's a DUI. There's also rumors of a potential domestic situation i don't know anything about that but I, i've seen that out there if he misses any significant games what weapons does levis have around him? i mean who's he gonna throw to or hand it to right yeah now I, again they may just do the non-con suspension thing which whatever but um I, I don't know man i i think levis is fine but the the number one overall pick thing like that's pure projection based on measurables it's certainly not based on production to date i the guy's just a solidly like mediocre quarterback in my mind. Um, and I don't think I've mentioned yet. I think they lost their coordinator from last year too, right? Their OC. So the guy who opened up the offense a little oh, bit. Oh, the NFL guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gone. So the guy that allowed Levis to toss it around to Wandell, he's no longer there. So I don't know what their offensive approach is going to be, but I have a feeling that Stoops is going to just reflexively go back to old Mark Stoops and expect the quarterback to turn around, hand the ball off three times, and then punt. Benny Snell. Yeah, right. Yeah. So if, if that's the case, that the offense is not nearly as explosive as it was last year, and maybe the defense is not necessarily up to snuff. I mean, Kentucky's taken some Ole Miss defensive refugees in the form of transfers yeah. over the last couple of years. That yeah. that if they let's just be real, guys, if you couldn't play defense at Ole Miss like last year and the year before, particularly, you're you weren't that great, right? So. I, I don't see it. I don't think they're going to bottom out. Like, I don't think they're going to win four games, but I don't think they'll they're going to win eight. They'll just be Kentucky. Right. Yeah. Because, because yeah, seven and five, it's a win. Yeah. And it's I mean, a decent, decent you, bowl game. And they'll be happy. It'll be fine. If you give them yeah. four and oh in the non-conference, that's giving them the win against Louisville, which they probably will. We give them four and oh in the non-conference. They've got to get fined four more wins. I mean, <laughs> and they have to go to Tennessee to Missouri, not saying that they won't win at Missouri, but flip that one of those with Georgia and, you know, played 
get your losable games on the road. Your must, your mm-hmm. absolute losses, locked losses. Like play at Georgia, get Missouri at home. I'm at eight wins then. Yeah, but right. but when you flip it, it's just not there. I mean, they're going to have to find a way to win at Florida, which they may do. But if they do that, then you know they also need to beat South Carolina at home, Mississippi State at home. It's just mm-hmm. too much here. It's just too hard to get to. And, and mm-hmm. I say that they'll go ten and two. But I mean, it's Kentucky. Uh, they, ain't, they ain't going to like. Um, I just don't see it with Levis. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a I don't scout, either. But I think that. And I, I, yeah, same. I mean, he's a he's a. He's uh, fine. The, in, the NFL. Yeah, he's fine. And I think loves Mark put, on paper evaluations. Yeah, yeah you know, right. they just love the measurables. I, I, you, you mentioned it. I totally forgot about this, Austin. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, Liam Cohen, which I'm dubbing him now, Mister Finesse. Uh, Left the Rams and after 2020 was the assistant quarterbacks coach. Went to Kentucky, was the OC. Now he's back with the Rams as the OC. You want to talk about the glow up of the century? This guy played at UMass, yeah. played for the Alabama Vipers. Don't even know. Love the Vipers. Yeah. What the fuck league that is. But um, this guy went from quarterbacks coach at Brown, passing game coordinator at Rhode Island, back to Brown to be the quarterbacks coach, went to UMass. Was the pass game coordinator, then went to Maine as the OC. Shout out the Black Bears, and then was going to be um, the OC at Holy Cross. I, I, come on, shout out to the Crusaders, and then said, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go to the NFL and be with the Rams." So rehab stint with the Kentucky Wildcats, and then now he's back in the NFL. So shout out to Warwick, Rhode Island, and, and Mr. Finesse, but. He's gone now. Could anyone here name who their OC is now? No, no shot. How mommy? <laughs> Rich Scangarello. No clue. You definitely made that name up, but cool. Who this guy is? Rich Scangarello, OC quarterbacks coach. This dude with the comb over of the cinch and a very, very terrible mustache. Um, yeah, he's a new OC, so big shoes to fill. And yeah, I'm with y'all. I don't buy the Levis hype whatsoever. All right, enough talking about a basketball school. Let's move on. Let's get into LSU. Brian Kelly, we've been talking about family this whole show. Now we're finally here to talk about family. Um, family. They started out with Florida State. That's a win because Florida State sucks, and that's in the Superdome. So I find there's just no scientific reason that LSU loses in the Superdome in the opener. Then they have the go game, spelled the stupid way that they spell it. So they're starting 2-0, and and then they have Champions Day. They, they just have a name for every game against Mississippi State. I think they're starting out 3-0, and get New Mexico for the purple game. 4-0. Nick will especially hate that one because they're going to wear the purple jerseys at home. Um, Then they go at Auburn, home against Tennessee, at Florida, homecoming against Ole Miss, at home against Bama, at Arkansas. They'll definitely roll out Billy Cannon's corpse or whatever for that game. (laughs) They'll they'll retire his jersey Uh, again. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll, they'll get his tax records out. Um, for all time's sake. List. Um, and then at Arkansas 
And then between the AM rivalry game to close it out, they've got a sandwich game with UAB as the senior tribute. Um, so, yeah. The floor is yours, Nicholas. Take it away. Well, okay. So the over under is seven. It's just a little bit towards the over. Yeah, sorry. Right, so you're getting. You're getting good money, you know, plus 100 on, on seven or less, okay? And I say that because tell me which of these road games you're more than 65% confident they're going to win. At Auburn, in Gainesville, at Fayetteville, at College Station, okay? They've got three easy non-conference wins, and for them to get to eight, which is the only way you'd lose, they're going to have to go perfect at home and beat Florida State. Perfect at home against Tennessee perfect at home against Mississippi State, against Ole Miss and Alabama, or else they're going to have to win some road games. I just don't see it there because, like I said, yeah. you've got three guaranteed wins, then they're going to have to they're going to have to beat Florida State and then win four SEC games to get to the over. I don't yeah. see it. you got a guaranteed loss to Alabama, and then you've got they just a mur- – this is a terrible road schedule. It, it, at Florida, you know, a game you play every year, at Arkansas late in the year, and then at Texas A&M to end the season, there's to me there's no no and at way. Auburn. Yeah, exactly. And at Auburn, who you know, coach is fighting for his life. There's no way that team is winning eight games. Now, now they may win yeah. seven easily, but I just don't see them getting it. I I agree. I can't add anything to that. Took the words right I, out out of my mouth. Yeah, I I don't think the growing pains are going to be as harsh as Billy Napier in Florida. For Brian Kelly, but I, I mean, the gimmies are FSU, Southern, New Mexico, and UAB. Um, you know, there's no Missouri on the schedule. There's no Vandy on the schedule. State, even though it's at home, it's going to be weird. I think they lose to Auburn in Jordan Hare. I think they could lose to Tennessee at home. I think they beat Florida because the aforementioned growing pains for for Napier. Ole Miss, homecoming potential for it to be, at the very least, top 10 Ole Miss coming in because they have a legitimate shot at being undefeated. You're going to lose to Bama. At Arkansas is going to be a fucking rock fight. And then A&M, to close out the year, at Kyle Field is not going to be easy. So, uh, again, you can go with the under and still hit it when they if they go seven and five. Um, yeah, so, it's an under. They may be starting yeah. a true freshman at left tackle. They may be starting Nussmeyer at quarterback. Who's what? Is he a true freshman or redshirt freshman? Um, I think he's a redshirt. Yeah, yeah. Miles yeah. Brennan's gone, so Miles it's Brennan's either him or Jane Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Who was so, mediocre last year? Right. So they don't really have a good option at quarterback. They have an incredible receiving core, but you got to get the ball to them somehow. I don't know how you do that um, with a shitty QB situation. Their defensive line is going to be nasty. So they can keep them in some games, um, but I, I don't see eight wins here. I can't find them. Um, Didn't they lose number 18 from last year? What was his name? He made like 100 tackles against Ole Miss. He was their best defender. Oh. Y'all probably won't remember it, but he Chazon got drafted in the or... second, third round. Yeah, was it Damon Clark? No, I think it wasn't it Shazon or Yeah, I'm seeing they lost to Damon Clark, Cam Lewis, Neil Farrell, and Cordell Flott. 
after that, it drops down pretty. Was pretty it Damon quickly, Clark? You know. Was he number eighteen? And they lost. Yeah, he uh, had, he had one hundred thirty-five tackles. Yeah, I mean, look, one hundred thirty-five tackles. Yeah, whole. I knew. <laughs> yeah. God. TFL five and a half sacks. I'm sure their pretty D line is going to be awesome, awesome. But one hundred thirty-five tackles, like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's Patrick Willis numbers. Yeah, and their secondary yeah. for the hey, first Clay, time in a long time is not Calavion. Calavion Chason has he been gone? Am I losing my mind? I don't know. I recognize uh, Chase on has been gone for a year. Oh God, yeah. he was 2019. Well, that was when he wore the wore the 18. Yeah, last year the kick a place kicker wore 18. And, and Damon, a Damon defensive. As yeah, a so he linebacker was, did. Yeah, Damon Clark. Yes, they had two guys. Um, he was a beast. I'm I'm going under, and it, it's similar to the Florida with the growing pains, and also I think Brian Kelly is going to get them going. Um, it's it's just a, a schedule thing for me on the under. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, same, same. I mean, Are we all help. going under? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. Holy cow, that Damon Clark guy went – he went in the fifth round. What a pick for the Cowboys. Oh, right. America's team. America's no. team that won't win a playoff game. All right. Uh, all right, moving on. Staying in the West, Mississippi State – um, I'm not even going to pull up the schedule. I'm going under. Uh, the number is <laughs> six and a half. Six and um, a half. A little juice to the over. I just – I don't believe in them. I think losing Charles Cross is a much bigger loss than anyone is really talking about. I don't know why because he was an absolute stud. Um, even though Will Rogers is back, I just he operates well in the offense, and I think that's what he – if he wasn't in that offense, he would just be a mediocre starter or he wouldn't be a starter. Um, you open with Memphis. I mean, we, we might as well call this a rivalry game now. Um, you know, the grudge match trying to avenge last year's loss. Um, then you go a weird road game week two to Tucson night game out there. So I've already looked at that, by the way. That game kicks at 10 p.m. Central. Yeah. Mm. Arizona's uh, trash, though. They are. They're, oh, they're so bad. I don't it's even just, know who State's going to win that game. Who is their head coach? I have no clue. Jed Fish. Exactly. Wow. That's a real Sounds person. like a, a biblical, you know, character. Uh, so, <laughs> look, I, I, let me interject here. I think they're going to go undefeated in the non-conference. That's um, four wins right there. That's four wins. They draw Georgia from the east. That sucks. <laughs> um, Later. So, I mean, that 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 makes six and a half very sharp. They were oh, they draw the quarterback, though. I, I think <laughs> – I think I'm going to go over here. Like, I I just – I feel like this is a team where – I mean, I'll, I'll tell you all this. Leach is in, like, win or gone at this point. And so, I, I don't think it's that dire over there. But I do think it will be come November. And it, if it gets squirrely, I, I think they're going to find a way to get to seven. They're going to win at LSU or they're going to beat mm. AM at home. Something's going to happen mm. to where they're going to get to seven games. They're going to go four and on the night conference and they're going to beat Arkansas at home and they're going to beat Auburn at home. That's six wins. They got to find one more win at LSU, at Kentucky, AM at home, at Ole Miss, some, some game. They're going to get to seven. I think they're going seven and five. Six and a half short, but I'm going over. I, I, I echo that Ooh. completely. I just – I think they find 
three extra wins in the in the. I, I think there's so many toss up games. There's only two guaranteed losses on that schedule. Against who are the three Maybe wins three they're finding? Kind of, I mean, I, I don't know. Arkansas at home is, is, is one. Kentucky on the road is one. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are LSU on the road. Games. I mean, somebody's got to win the games. Home. Like, uh, right. I mean, true. But... Everyone can't go seven and five, I guess. And if you're talking in terms of probabilities here, what are the spreads on these games? I mean, State's going to be a favorite at home against Arkansas. They may be a favorite on the road at Kentucky. I mean, I, I, I'm over really too. So. I hate, I hate they to say it. They may be a favorite at LSU. They could be, yeah, depending on how L- the LSU-Florida State game goes. Um, that's absolutely true. Look, they're going right. to be – they're 17 without, point favorites over Memphis. Without thinking, you know, very quickly, who returns starting quarterbacks in the West? Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi State. State. Mm-hmm. Hey, who's A and M's QB? It's not transfer. Max Johnson. Right? That's right. Yeah. Who's LSU's? They just transfer. So I'm saying that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I do believe in returning quarterbacks, and and this guy's played a lot. Like, look, is State, he the third best quarterback and, in the SEC? I think you probably might be. and yeah. uh, yes, and go look at what they did last year. They had a lot of close losses. That wasn't a bad team. Like there, and Leach never sucks. Like I yeah, think in but... year three at uh, um, Wazoo is the only bad team he's had. I yeah. mean, like truly bad team. Yeah. Every to be other clear, year, like I, I'm not calling for like ten. I don't think Ben me is either. either. I'm me, just saying me, like no, seven feels no. more than more than reasonable. Yes. See, yes. I, I just, I mean, I, I think there's. I mean, we can't say that six and six. We we can't say that LSU can't get to seven or eight, and State can't get to seven or eight, and Auburn can't get to seven or eight. Somebody's going to win. Like uh, eventually, yeah. we got to get to a team that you know, if A and M goes eleven and one, and Alabama goes eleven and one, and Ole Miss goes, is everybody going to go five and seven? No. Eventually, somebody's got to get the wins. I think that team is state this year. I, not saying because talent wise, I just their schedule's not. I, I know I've heard different podcasts say that their schedule's bad. I'm not really seeing it. I, I just I think that they get to seven. I don't know that they get to eight even, but <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. But you yeah. know, I think they do get to seven. I mean, I am trying to remember who I was saying wins what. And now I this is asking me to do a lot of math, and that's not what I'm good at. But now the Memphis game is being dubbed as first Saturday in Stark Vegas, so all all bets are off. Um, they're winning that one. But I mean, the at LSU is squirrely. It's early; they could clip them. I don't think they can beat a And I I don't. If you made me pick today, I'd say Arkansas beats them. Kentucky's a toss-up. I I don't know if they can beat Auburn, and then they're not beating Georgia, and I don't think they can beat Ole Miss. I mean, maybe I'm just leaning into it's the number is six and a half, and you get six and six. But, again, yeah, like you said, Ben, people have to win games at some point. Um you have to factor in the Georgia game at home is military appreciation game. So, you know, they're going to wear some ah. stupid ass Adidas Jersey. Um, maybe that changes things. Yeah. I mean, could they maybe go seven? Maybe it's Mossy Oak. Mossy Oak Digi camo. <laughs> I mean, maybe oh, they go. Don't, don't say that. Maybe they go seven and five. Um, 
but I mean, still, you go seven and five and you lose to Ole Miss, they're still going to be pissed. So that's, uh, I don't think he's in trouble of getting fired, but going, you know, starting 0 and 3 against Ole Miss is not going to sit well with them. All right. I don't um, think that's going to be an easy win for us, but we'll get to it. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I do think golly. that. He won't openly admit it, but I think Kiffin knows the importance of that game. And I mean, we've talked about this offline, but I think he's very, very much in the business of burying them and winning that rivalry, you know, hand over fist early to just go ahead and get them to where it's not even a concern. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 7 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at SaddleCreekTitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. 
That's pxg.com slash TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Speaking of the Egg Bowl, as we get in here, Ole Miss, the number is seven and a half. Minus 130 over, plus 110 under. I'm going over simply because of the non-conference slate and the start, I think, is just tailor-made for them to really get off. I mean, just out of the gates, just sprinting. I mean, Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa. I mean, that right there should be 4-0. I think they went at home in a close one against Kentucky. You beat Vandy. Auburn, okay, even if you lose that one, going to Baton Rouge is going to be tough. I think they match up well. They now different quarterback, different team. They whipped LSU at home last year. I mean, right now you're looking at the automatic losses, in my opinion, are Bama and A&M. I think it's not automatic, but Auburn is always tough. History tells us that they just don't play well against Auburn. It's at home, though. I'm just – I'm feeling very eight and four-ish here. Well, if you if you split Auburn and at LSU, you're at nine and three with the automatic losses to Alabama and Arkansas. So you're still pretty comfortable over that seven and a half. I think the Egg Bowl is going to be probably one of the tougher games of the year. I mean, it always is. And I know this episode's kind of sounded like, or this show's kind of sounded like I'm a, a state homer. That I'm not. I just, we're going to have a 19-year-old quarterback. They're going to have a three-year starter or four-year starter. I mean, Will Rogers is probably going to have the SEC record for passing yards that will never be broken because he's getting that extra COVID year that nobody's ever going to, It'll not be possible for somebody to break. Yeah, it. to start for to start five seasons, right? Yeah, yeah. and so um, this is what I think about Ole Miss. Georgia Tech is not the Paul Johnson Georgia Tech, Reggie Ball, Calvin Johnson, that kind of deal. This is not the team that beat State in the Orange Bowl by 100 points, ran for like right. 800 yards. Georgia Tech's win total projections at like two and a half or three and a half. They suck. So Ole Miss is going to go four zero in the regular seat or in the non-conference Ole Miss mm-hmm. gets Kentucky at home Vanderbilt on the road which is always good because that should be a win at either place Kentucky's in a better year but we talked about them earlier I'm not really seeing it 
You're 5-0 Kentucky. You're 6-0 after at Vanderbilt. If you win the Egg Bowl at home, you're already at seven wins. You split against Auburn and, and LSU. You're at eight, and you've already busted it. And then you 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 pick off one of A&M at Arkansas or Alabama, and you're comfortably over it. So I, I'm I'm at I'm at eight nine. I think this is the easiest over on the board. I do. Whoa. Yeah, I think you're five. Ske- it's without. a schedule based schedule based for yeah. me. You're five and zero without breaking a sweat, and at that point, you've got a lot of very winnable home games: Kentucky, Auburn, and MSU. Stay if you win those right. three games, you've already beat. You've already gone over. That's without mm-hmm. getting into road games at Arkansas or at LSU that are that are also pretty winnable. I just think that Ole Miss has got to go three and two in somewhat toss up games, and three of those are at home. Yeah. To get now to the now the second half of the season is a bear. You close with Auburn at home, at LSU, at AM, Bama at home, at Arkansas, State at home. So it's going to be tough sledding, but I'm I'm still leaning over. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm going over too. I do think, though, the potential for volatility is there. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this team has the widest range of potential outcomes of any Ole Miss team in recent memory. I mean, we generally know when we're going to suck, and we generally know when we're pretty good. And, you know, there's so many unknowns with this team, and namely at the the most important position on the field at at quarterback. I think both Dart and Altmaier have great upside. We just need one of them to figure it out. Fortunately, we have a long runway with the first, you know, four games for them to, to get things right. I think we're going to be able to lean on the run game. I think the O-line is fine. I think our defensive line might be the best one since 2014. Y'all think I'm crazy there? Maybe no, for me, but not to – A lot of talent, you know, same, though it's same unproven. Group. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think the high-end talent is there. Like, I don't think we've got any first-rounders. Maybe we do. Maybe they're young. But I think we've got, like, five fifth-rounders. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think there are dudes there who are going to have a cup of coffee in the NFL – but there's no Robert Kamdichie. Um, linebacker is a, a question, but I think our secondary is actually pretty pretty nasty. Again, counting on some youth there, but but really talented guys. Um, I, we got to figure it out in the first month, though. That's that's why I have some hesitation, some reservation about things going south. If we don't get it figured out, Kentucky could potentially, you know, be a rude awakening for us. And then you really get into the meat of the schedule. Two weeks later, you've got Auburn. You're going to Baton Rouge and to College Station and then closing out with, uh, you know, Murderer's Row there with Bama, Arkansas, and State. I think y'all are right. I think this is probably more likely to be eight and four or nine and three than it is to be seven and five or six and six. So I'm going over. Um, I just – I don't have a high degree of confidence in that. Well, Austin, you said that this has a – high degree of volatility or chance. I agree with you. The problem is I think that a six and six old miss team this year it is obviously, you know, math checks out two losses worse than an eight and four old miss team. But the difference in the appearance of those two teams mm-hmm. would be huge. Right. Because the schedule is so bad. I don't know that there's a way for them to go less than six and six. I mean, I guess they could go five and seven, but I don't see I mean, there's just too many gettable games, Kentucky at home, Auburn at home, State at home, to where LSU's not really going to be any good and really bad old Miss teams has gone in there and won. Yeah. It, to me, I just 
I don't see a path to worse than six and six. So this could be a bad football team that we that is hard to watch, similar to like seven and fourteen Ole Miss baseball this year. Um, I it could be a hard football team to watch that is still in a bowl game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to to finish to finish that, I, I I did not realize this until just now. I'm looking over Field Steel. Says the Rebs benefit by playing uh, these teams after they've gone on the road. We get Bama after they've gone to LSU. That may not matter. We get Auburn after they've gone to Georgia. That definitely will matter. For sure. We get LSU after they've gone to Florida. That could matter. And then we get A&M after they've gone to South Carolina, which is probably not the toughest game on the schedule, but it's a long trip. So I definitely think two of those four really could matter, especially that Auburn mm-hmm. one there. And if you're if you're trying to get to eight and all of a sudden Ole Miss starts 7-0, and oh, you're feeling pretty good about getting the eight. Oh, sure. And look, if you put Matt Corral on this team, like it's an 11-1 and one team. I know that sounds, yeah, that schedule, sounds, it, it sounds ridiculous, but I think it would be. It is. I agree. Mm-hmm. So we just right. got to get something out of the quarterback position. I think we will. Again, we have a, a yeah. long ramp up time for them to figure things out. All right, South Carolina, the number is six, minus 130 over, plus 110 under. I'm going to throw the floor to y'all, rattle them off, and then I'll go last. Yeah, so South Carolina, I mean, anytime I see a team with with six wins that's not named Vanderbilt, I'm inclined to go over. And I know that they they do go to Clemson, so really it's like they've only got three non-conference games. Those non-conference games are Georgia State, Charlotte, and South Carolina State. All right, so we're guaranteed 3-0 and at this point. And then you've got a whole – and then obviously you've got Vanderbilt. So, okay, we're looking at 4-0. and I've just got to find one more win to not lose. Okay, they've got a trip to Arkansas could be a little bit tough. They've got Missouri at homecoming. They've got Tennessee late in the season, also at home. I, they've just got to win one of those games to not lose this schedule. Like I said, you've, you've just got such an easy, uh, you know, three guaranteed wins. You've got Vanderbilt in there. They just need to go, you know, five and seven is is more than doable. I mean, I think this team is, is probably so a six is, and six team, and that's that's why it's juice at 130. Is this a five win or five and a half? No, it's six. I'm sorry. You're right. So they have to find two more. But, I mean, like I said, that's, that's still, you know, at Kentucky, that's not a guaranteed loss. At Florida, not a guaranteed loss. I just don't think the South Carolina team is is bad. I mean, last year they played Kentucky, what I think was a better Kentucky defense, sixteen to ten. They uh, they beat the crap out of Florida last year, forty to seventeen. Uh, and they've gotten not, better at quarterback. I mean, say what we want about Spencer Rattler, he's not a yeah. Heisman winner, but like they were saying last year, but he's still good. Oh, he, he's the biggest upgrade of the quarterback position for a team this season. I mean, South Carolina was playing a graduate assistant at quarterback last year. For yeah, they, like, Spencer Rattler's got to beat Arkansas. He's got to beat two of Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Florida, and Tennessee to not lose this 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 bet because you've got three so, guaranteed wins in the non-conference and you've got Vanderbilt. He's got to win two yeah. of those and you win. And you, and you they win get Missouri four. at home. Yeah. They get Tennessee at home. That's huge. Yeah. So I think they win both of those. They win at Vanderbilt. I think they get to six wins. If they can find a win with Arkansas, Georgia, which is probably not going to happen, at Kentucky, possible, at Florida, possible. I don't think they'll win at Clemson, but you never know. I mean, they 
Clemson didn't look the same last year. They recruited well. So, they, I mean, likely at Clemson, Clemson's going to win. I'm going to take the over, but you miss at six either way. So, this is a pretty safe pick to me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If the line was, the line was six and a half, I, I would be totally seeing it. Very sharp. Yeah. I don't agree. see them going five and seven, not with Vanderbilt and three cupcakes on the schedule. You're no, and Spencer Rattler quarterback. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I'm going over as well, and I'll just say for for gambling purposes, for real money purposes, six is such a critical number on totals in college football because teams literally do circle that for bowl eligibility. So like, there are no playoffs, right? Like in the NFL, so teams, especially teams with relatively new coaches, so we're in year two of Beamer here. Six is so important to get to just to show momentum and success, and we're building on something here. So for a program like South Carolina with such an upgraded quarterback with a new coach who, who may actually be legit, I, I'm with you. I think the only bet here is over. Yeah, yeah. I'm going over. Um, I, I, I low-key like this South Carolina team. I've talked to already about the front seven. I think they're going to be salty. And then, yeah, I make all the jokes you want. I think Spencer Rattler is going to be good. I think he's going to be motivated to prove the haters and losers of which there are many wrong. And I, I, I think I, I like Beamer. I, I think he's going to be a, a great fit there. And the schedule is not terrible as Nick said. So, um, and, and, and look, we don't know. It's the last game of the year. Clemson was just okay. Last year is, is DJ, Uyangalele going to figure it out or is he going to be mediocre like he was last year? I mean, I think the, uh, I think the shine is very much off of Dabo. And this is the first year without Brent Venables. We're going to see what that defense looks like without him. Without his offensive coordinator too, Tony Elliott, right? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, that's right. Um, So lost both coordinators. So rivalry game. In November, not, it's it's not going to be an easy win for Clemson. It's not. I think we're one year from – I think next year South Carolina picks them off. I don't think we're okay. there this yeah, year, yeah. but they get them at home next year, and I think you'll see a change in the tide a little bit. I do. Yeah. All right. Moving on as we get closer and closer to the end of the inaugural episode of Hit That Line. Brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. We're moving on to the Volunteers. Mentioned Hypeville earlier. They are at seven and a half, minus 160, plus 135 if you want the under. I actually really like this this Tennessee team. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to see a huge jump. With Hendon Hooker, I think he's going to continue to get better. Another year under Heupel in that system. You've got Ball State to open, then Pitt. Um, I know they lost to Pitt, but that was a very, Pitt very happens, different. Pitt happens, man. Uh, Pitt does happen. Um, but that was with uh, Kenny Two Gloves. I'm a fucking loser. Um, whatever his damn name is. Pick it. Uh, pick it. Um, more more importantly, it was with Mark Whipple, their offensive coordinator, who left for Nebraska. I mean, Pickett had been really pedestrian I, before Whippet came yeah. in. Or Whipple, uh, sorry, came in. I mean, if you if you can leave to go to Nebraska, I mean, you have to do it. I mean, you have to just jump into a burning building when it's falling down. But 
Um, I mean, I think they're starting out 4-0 at the very least. And then you've got LSU, Bama, UT Martin sandwiched in there, Kentucky, Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, and Vandy. I want to go over here. Uh, again, I was impressed with Hooker when I saw him in person. Um, mostly impressed with the the depth of their defense and how well they held up against a pretty potent Ole Miss attack. Um, that was the anomaly game with Matt Corral running it, what, 31 times? Um, yep. And they still had a chance I felt to lucky win to win that one. You know, oh, yeah. we won it. We kind of felt lucky. Look, it, here's my deal. So you're going over Tennessee. I'll yes. be very quick. They're going to go undefeated in the non-conference. I say that for every SEC team, mostly, um, <laughs> other than like South Carolina with the Clemson deal. But let's just face it, we're in a time in college football – that the SEC teams are going to be favored over the non-conference opponents unless Ole Miss opens up the season with, like, Oklahoma or something. Mm -hmm. And even then, it's going to be pretty close depending on the location and what season it is. Um, Tennessee has a real shot this year. I'm not saying it feels like 98, but they've got – I mean, this <laughs> is a don't. good schedule for them. They've got Kentucky at home. They've got Missouri at home. Those are wins. They're going to win at Vanderbilt. They get Florida at home. Like, we're talking – they're going to get to – they're going to cruise to eight wins. And if they can win at South Carolina and at LSU, they're going to win 10 games. And that's with Alabama and Georgia on the schedule. So, I think that they're over seven and a half. Eight wins is easy. I think nine is the likely number. And it would be – I mean – in a with the stars aligned, they're going to get to 10. I don't think that that happens. I th like I said, I think nine and three is there though. And I mean, they're going to be on the absolute hype train for you call it hypeville, they're going to be ready to roll. I mean, they're going to be talking about the next year. Oh, the Vols are back like they do every year, but they really will be in much better shape. I, I mean, I really do think nine and three is the outcome here. No, so there's a reason it's juiced to minus 160 on the over. Because they're it's going over. I mean, like you said, you mentioned the non-conference. I think it's four and zero, pretty pretty handily. You've got Vanderbilt in there, and now we're at five. We just got to find three more. We've got home games against Missouri and Kentucky and Florida. And I mean, I, I think that I think that eight is kind of the baseline for them. I really do. I don't necessarily think they're an eleven and one team, though. I only see one definitive loss. Of, excuse me, I only see two definitive losses on the schedule. But after that, I mean. They've just got to not lose all of their toss-up games, really, to, to go mm -hmm. eight and four, nine and three. I just I don't see any way this team only wins seven games when you've got pretty much five built-in wins. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I lean over as well here, but I I'm a little ooh. surprised that y'all are giving them pit. I get that it's a completely different uh, pit look. But this is more of a traditional sort of Narduzzi look with a nasty defensive line, really good back end on the defense. They got Slovis from USC. I know he wasn't great, but I think Pitt's running game will be fine. Now Pitt and lost a weapon at, to, at wide receiver. Go ahead. It, real quick, just to clear it up, it's Keaton Slovis. I know there yeah. are some people out there that say Keaton. That's a dinosaur. Yeah, Keaton is a dinosaur. But. Something stupid. Uh, it's Keaton Slovis. He he played for Southern Cal for uh, quite a while. Um, it, it's Keaton Slovis. In, just clearing that. In up. your defense, in your defense, Austin Pitts 
over under is eight and a half. So I mean, yeah, right. I don't think they're a pushover. That. Now again, Tennessee can beat them. Obviously, I mean, I'm not saying this is a loss for Tennessee. I just don't think it's a it's a given. I think it's closer to a toss up. Um, and I they'll hear have, they'll have it circled for sure because of last year. Yeah, and I continue to hear narratives about Hooker's improvement and the offense getting better. And I think that's possible. It's certainly possible. But they were pretty damn good last year. They averaged yeah, 30, thirty-one and three. <laughs> yeah, and they averaged thirty-eight points a game last year. So when people say that they're going to be better and improve, like when you try to actually quantify that, are we suggest they're going to start averaging forty a game? Like I, <laughs> yeah, that's possible. He's throw forty touchdowns and two interceptions. Right. Exactly. Mm. So I get it's fine to say Hooker's a good player, and if he's a good player again they'll have a pretty good record again and should be a pretty good team. I think that's more than fair. I just, I'm not so sure that he's going to build on that performance last year, though. He may be just fine and just the same and they'll win their fair share of games if he is, but I don't think he's going to be a Heisman candidate. Like I just don't know. He's going to no, put up. I agree with that. But do you think that he can win eight games? Yes. And that's what I'm schedule. saying. I, I definitely lean over, but I think, the hype that's building and the feels like 98, you know, that, that been referenced. Like, I, I, I don't think that they're truly a contender yet. And the thing, the side of the ball that we haven't talked about yet, their defense did not get any better. Like they didn't really upgrade in the pool. Right. I don't see much talent development over there. Pruitt did not recruit that side of the ball very well, or if he did, they didn't stick around. They've had some attrition. So I think they're going to look a lot like last year's Tennessee team, which is to say like pretty good, probably eight win team maybe a nine win team but i think we're getting way out over our skis if we start to talk about them actually contending and i know that none of you said that but i, I just want to get that plug in like i think they're the gap between tennessee and georgia is still gigantic i'm not so sure that the gap between tennessee and florida is not still huge i mean florida beat the shit out of tennessee last year yeah which was mm. bizarre yeah it was it was a bizarre result and you know the wheels but, came but, off after that. But the, but, the same Florida team that got their asses handed to them by South Carolina, which is just. Yeah. And, and I think this year, Napier, much like Mullen, can play ball control against Tennessee. Just not give them the football, run the ball down their throat with, with Richardson. I, I don't know. Again, I, they're not going to be a four win team. Eight, nine, fine, go over. I just think we, uh, mm -hmm. the, the hype is a little out of control. Yeah. All right. Speaking Tennessee of Tennessee, just doesn't play anybody. That's, that's the right. yeah, like. That's why they get this false sense every year. You know, yeah. if if South Carolina is not good, I mean, think about having a schedule, a yearly schedule that in October or November, you, I guess November, you played Kentucky, Missouri, Missouri yeah. South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Yep. Like you close every single season four and zero and finish fifteenth in the country. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sign me up for that. All right, um, talking a lot about hype, so no better way to close the show with the hype around the Vanderbilt Commodores. Clark we got to go A and M. Yeah, oh. speaking of hype, let's get A and M. Shit, sorry. Uh, how could I forget Jimbo and his underachieving ass? Um, excuse me. To all the I think we also listeners. skipped. We skipped somebody else earlier. Did we? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. LSU. No, we no, did. No, we did LSU. Yeah, I only skipped a and Come on now. Give me some credit. We're, 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 on, the, we're on the last uh Sorry, I thought we skipped uh, somebody earlier. Tier. Go ahead. No, a and All right, sorry. Excuse me. We'll, don't, don't worry, everyone. We'll get to that. Oh, we skipped Missouri. 
Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, yeah, oh, here we, we did. did. That we says a lot about Missouri. <laughs> uh, I'll go quickly. It, what is Missouri at right now? It opened five and a half. Five and a half. God, that's sharp. Um, they play yes. Louisiana Tech. I mean, the problem with Missouri is you'd be like, well, they're going to beat Louisiana Tech, then they lose to Louisiana Tech. They're playing, right. they're like, playing well, Kansas God. State well, week two. That's like at loss. Kansas State. What are they doing? Yeah. You don't losing. Go into, That's what they're doing. They're losing. You don't go into the little. I'll go under five and a half. Y'all, I'll just pick it. No, no analysis under five and a half. Just like I'll go under because they've got they've got two guaranteed wins, and then at no other game do I feel like super confident in. Abilene Christian Vanderbilt. Every other, I guess they got New Mexico State. New Mexico State. Yeah, they're like the worst team. In the I'm going. But I'm going under. How many schedules do we look at and go, well, you know, if, if Tennessee wants to get to this, then if South Carolina <laughs> wants to get to this, yeah. they got to be Missouri at home. I yeah. feel like Missouri has 15 road games this year. They're everyone's home. <laughs> yeah. It, at yeah. Auburn, at Florida, at Tennessee, at South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's every team yeah. that we weren't sure on their over-under. They go and every down. team that needs win. Every, like, right. think about Harson, yeah. Hungry, going to have to have a win. Uh, uh, Beamer, new coach, going to have to have a win. Uh, what's the name of Florida? Nate, Nate new coach. Like, yeah, high school Tennessee needs yeah. the hype train. Yeah, yeah. I all due respect to uh, to oh, my ben. my dear to my dear friend Megan uh, Megan Melly, the best writer at Parade. Um, she did go to Missouri's journalism school. Put some respect. Can on you it, guys but, name? Uh, sorry, I'm going under. Any player at all on Missouri's team? Well, see, I my one caveat was that right, Luther Johnson. Burton. <laughs> Luther Burden is going to be a dude. Now Missouri okay, is going to be than, very bad, but Luther Burden is is a dog. What about their quarterback? Anyone? Anyone? I want to give it a guess. They no they clue. named a starter today, didn't they, or yesterday? I've never. Oh, it's heard a it's a transfer. Yeah, Brady um, Cook. Efforting. Hold on, Brady Cook was he from uh, Notre Dame? Ty- Tyler Macon was at UGA. Beanie Cook. <laughs> Brady Cook. Brady and Cook. Beanie Siegel? Uh, <laughs> Who the fuck is Brady Cook? Where was Brady Cook? Jack Abraham's there, too. Uh, I'm not seeing Brady. I think Brady Cook was a Missouri signing. Jack Abraham? That dude's older <laughs> than I am. Get a job. Yeah, he's, an o- he's an <laughs> 07 product. Brady, Brady <laughs> Cook. That was born in 1994. God damn. <laughs> Where yeah, was Brady under Cook from at? a zoo? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's All right. On move, yeah, let's move on. Sorry. Sorry, sorry Brady. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, Brady Cook is just a Mizzou recruit. Yeah. Well, he plays there as a freshman. Yeah, just, that just sounds like a generated name when you say like football, if you ask me. All right. Heading over to the 12th man, uh, Texas AM. Starting out the year, San Houston, App State, and then a tangle. What's their total? With the hurricane. Eight and a, eight and a half, uh, 150 to the over. Ooh, golly. Who's there? Nikon? Sam Houston, Non-con- App yeah, State, yeah. Miami, UMass. <laughs> uh, no, do, do recall they only get three true home SEC games. They, they get, get – they're four yes, because Arkansas be is at Jerry World. They get Ole Miss, Florida, and LSU. Which what are they going to go? Now, I, 
they're All going right. over. I, I know we want to harp on. I, I know we want to, you know, crap on Jimbo because he's Jimbo and everything, and, and he's like a goober. And what he did last, you know, in the offseason now then was stupid. But they're too talented to lose three more games on top of Alabama. And, and that's what they'd have to do because there's no George on that schedule. There's no, you know, Ohio State or anything in the non-conference. I, I anticipate they'll probably be Miami because it's at home. And then they've got to have three more losses. And I just – I think they've built up too much talent now, you know, adding Walter Nolan, Shamar Stewart, guys like that. Too much talent to lose three more games. I, I know we want them to. I love if they did, but I, I don't think they do. Man. This is I, tough, uh, actually. I don't disagree – so if the rumors out of the Auburn camp or practice, you know, pre uh season practice are true, um, Zach Calzada sucks. <laughs> and so they're gonna just that's addition by subtraction with him leaving. Um, it says a lot about who they had though, if they were having to play him. Um I this is a very sharp line to me. You know, I think all right, would it surprise anyone if AM lost at Mississippi State this year. No. Yes. They no, lost no, at home probably. to Mississippi State last year. Yeah. Would exactly. it surprise anyone if AM lost at South Carolina this year? No. Yes. Would it surprise it's... it would. Okay. <laughs> would it surprise anyone if AM got beat by Ole Miss this year? No. There yes. okay, so now we're down to nine. <laughs> I mean, there's too many toss-ups. Give me eight and four. I'm gonna go under. It, with, with the with this many toss-ups, I'll give any team the four non-conference games, even though Miami is there one? It's still at home. I'll give them four and own the non-conference. But that's not a they, game. They play Arkansas in a neutral site. That's a toss-up. They play Ole Miss home. That's a toss-up. At Alabama's a loss. At South, South Carolina's a toss-up. LSU at home's a toss-up. Florida at home's a toss-up. At Mississippi State, there's just too many. I mean, give me eight and four. I I'm lockstep right there with you. I I, I don't think Miami's a, a gimme win, even though it's at home. We don't know what Cristobal is going to do year one. But that's going to be a dogfight. I Arkansas, Jerry. I mean, Arkansas beat their ass last year. Yeah. I mean, wholesale. Oh, yeah. Like, not even. Oh, close. yeah. Ole Miss did too. Yeah. We, I yeah, mean, we, yeah, yeah. Was bad. It was like 350 total yards in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, not even remotely close. Should have been a, should have been a blowout, but it wasn't. It should have been. It should have um, been. I mean, but yeah, I mean, you can't I, even. I, I'm not seeing it. But yeah. I'll take it this far, one further. Think about this. Bobby Bowden is one of the greatest college football coaches ever. Florida State is a very easy place to win. The ACC does not have great football teams. Okay. Jimbo, <laughs> yes, he did win a national championship there, but he kind of – Arkansas – I mean, Florida State has been a train wreck since he left. He, mm -hmm. he got out at the right time. And since he's been at AM, the only season he's had that was good was COVID, and it was running off the rails at the end of that. Now I'm, he, I'm with Nick. They are stacking talent. They are stacking talent. And eventually they're just going to be so talented, it's not going to matter who's on the sideline. That's not quite there yet. I think we're one season away. I think next year they start getting to 10 and 11 wins, but this year if they can, if if it ever happens. But this year, they're just not quite there. I think they're eight and four. His his coaching style negates the talent advantage, though. Like He, it does. Right the, he the, drains the, the clock. Exactly. He, the, he, he's just like I, – I will say this. You can disagree with me. 
my opinion. He's he's a lot like Leach, where he coaches in big games not to lose, just like Dan Mullen did. Mm. And I think that, that he's got a lot in, of Mullen in him. I like that it, comparison. It, it bites him in the ass too many times. He loses dumb games that he has no business losing. Yeah. And look, and like I think said, Miami man, week three is is prime. Like Cristobal oh, is gonna have yes. them. Their mentality will be much more like an SEC team than it has been in years past. Now, yeah. the, the talent may not be there quite yet, but they're not going to be scared of AM. They're just not. And they have no. a better quarterback than AM does. That, that's yeah. an interesting game. Talk about a culture clash. Jesus. It's like returning like, starter at quarterback. Two live crew versus crew cuts in College Station. That, <laughs> that, Print the shirt. Yeah. That, I'm telling you, I, I'll be interested to see the number in that game. I might be on Miami. Like, give me over a touchdown, and I want the Canes in that game. But, uh, look, I'm with Ben. Arkansas trashed them last year. There's there's nothing that tells me Arkansas can't line up and do that again. At State's tricky. They're going to lose to Bama by three touchdowns. I don't know. I, I go under. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nick's right. probably a genius, and they're going to go 10-2 and two and coast to, like, the Sugar Bowl. Well, you know I don't think that. I mean, we, we saw that. We saw last year with Ole Miss. I mean, not going to miss. I'm not going to take away from the season we had, but Ten and two is not that difficult when you've only got one great team on your schedule, and that's Alabama. You know what I'm saying? And I'm again, I'm not knocking on Miss last year, but that's probably not the best team that we've had in the last twenty years. I mean, there's no question about it. It's not in my, yeah. for my money. And we went ten and two. I, I don't think that it's crazy that that A and M just wins some toss up games like we did because of how much talent they've got on defense. Ole Miss won a lot of toss-up games. Ole Miss had a much better quarterback than A&M, and Ole Miss was much better coached than A&M. Yeah. Like, Jimbo just – I don't know. Go ahead. All right, we can move I was going to say, I love the under there just because there's so many toss-ups. And without seeing any games yet played as we are still two weeks out, it's – I like that. All right. All right. On to the the ultimate – Team Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah. To close the show, it's the hundredth anniversary of Vanderbilt Stadium, y'all. It's a big deal. Um that actually is that actually is pretty cool. I'm you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and, and <laughs> no, say, it's not. <laughs> I didn't say the stadium was cool. I said hundred years is kind of cool. Uh, uh I'm gonna go sure. it's juiced to the over. It's two and a half. Plus one twenty plus yeah, two and a half, plus one twenty to the over. And I'm gonna say I'm they're going over. And I know that sounds crazy. Oh my! And actually, now that I now that I look at the schedule, I don't actually see a way to uh, <laughs> to the over. But if they can beat Hawaii in Week One, that's the key. More, you do, that's the key. They've got two more very winnable non-conference games. They got Elon at home, which you know wouldn't really shock me if they lost that. And they've got at Northern Illinois on the road. Uh, they got to go to the Huskies. Yeah, so they're, they're they got to go to the Cab. They've got well, yeah, and no one walks into the cab. They've got Wake Forest at home too. I do not see a win in the SEC now that I look at it because you know a, a team that we talk about they might could sneak up on sort of kind of Missouri. It's at Missouri, and Missouri's coming off a bye. It's, that's not happening. And and their their home games are Ole Miss, Florida, Tennessee, and South Carolina. So yeah, they're probably not doing it just because it's plus one twenty. I'm taking over. L's galore. They're going to eventually win another SEC game, aren't they? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It can't rain forever in, in, in that, uh, right? Has it been like 24 straight conference losses? 
<laughs> well, they went zero I mean, and nine and twenty. They went zero and eight last year. They were three and nine and nineteen, and their wins were over Northern Illinois. Oh, they beat Missouri. So it's um, seventeen. 18, 19, 20. It's 21 straight SEC games they've lost. Yeah. I mean, eventually they're going to win it, but that's not this year. And so the last SEC road um, game was at Arkansas in 2018, by the way. They're not going to win an SEC game this year. They're going to beat no. Hawaii, Elon, and they might beat Northern Illinois. Uh, sharp line, I'll take the under. <laughs> I don't think. I'll- I don't think Wake's that good either. They could be. They could sneak up. Well, if Wake's quarterback is not healthy, I was going to say Sam Hartman's out. So what's the claw fence going to look like without him? I mean, he was. I want to say he was all ACC going into the year. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, look, I think so. Um, Vanderbilt returned seven defensive starters, and anytime you return seven, oh shit! Hold on. So you said so. This is the hundredth anniversary of their stadium 100 years do you think they have 300 wins in that stadium hell no oh there's no way because i bet there's no chance (laughs) it's so small i bet they didn't play tennessee at home for like 50 years (laughs) i look that week one is tricky on the island 9 30 local kick i i mean hawaii will be decent i I don't even know who their head coach is. I'm sure they'll have is it Timmy Chang now. I think it is. June Jones. Wait, oh, yeah. is it Timmy Chang? I think that's right. Timmy Chang. It oh, is. It is. I was on mute. It's Timmy Chang. Yeah. The prodigal son has returned. Exactly. That'll um, age you a little bit. Yeah, uh, th- that's tough. I mean, they'll beat Elon because I didn't even know Elon had a football team. Um, Hawaii's like average recruiting ranking. Maybe I'll just said this. I wasn't paying attention. It's like 130. Over the last four no, or five years, Hawaii has been terrible. They need to but, close that program. Truly, yeah, aren't they building a new stadium though? Well, uh, I don't know. They're playing on campus now. I mean, the Aloha Dome or whatever they call it, Aloha Bowl is, is so condemned. The Aloha Stadium, <laughs> whatever, it's condemned. It doesn't matter. They're playing. And they're playing. Yeah, it's it, condemned. They're like, You can't go facility. in anymore. Oh, it's they're condemned. The volcano now, but they're, still they're, nicer they're, than Bob <laughs> Hemingway. <laughs> They're playing. They, uh, they're, they're playing, playing on campus in a nine thousand person stadium. Do you think after the, upgrades? Do y'all think the guts of Aloha Stadium are still better than Bon Hamley? Probably the east side. Can't, can't be sure. any worse than Vanderbilt Stadium. Can't yeah. be any worse than uh, hey, one hundred Some of Scott Field, bad. Oof. Nothing is as bad as where the away fans sit at Neyland Stadium. Oh, oh boy! You just mean you, around Tennessee fans? Good. Well, if, if you're if you're if you're <laughs> over the away side, if you're over six two, you're having to duck everywhere you go. Yeah, you can't even. It's the one of the worst places that you could ever. Oh my god, it is oh, congested as fuck. Uh, this has to, nothing to the over under conversation here, but by virtue of them playing in week zero, they get two bye weeks. Oh shit! Does help. Hey, so I'm the only under. They get. I'm going under just against the grain. I mean, anytime you have two and a half is such a low number. Over is the obvious choice just by chance, but yeah, it's I'll, I'll go under. I mean, probably the I best took, thing. I, Kansas was one and a half, and so I took over one and a half. Yeah, the best thing about Vanderbilt's schedule, aside from the two bye weeks and celebrating a hundred years of Vanderbilt Stadium, is that <laughs> the November nineteenth game against Florida is 
it, it's a it's a twofer. It's six one five day, which Ooh. is kind of dumb because it's November nineteenth. It's not June fifteenth. Um, it's eleven nineteen day. But it's also Pride celebration, so I know there are going to be people that are just going to absolutely like shit their pants mad about that. And uh, even though it's Vanderbilt, no one cares. Oh, more people will care about that. Just off the record, I mean, just just off the off topic, more people will care about what kind of game it is than will be in the stadium by like a factor of fifty. <laughs> yeah, I it's under. They're bad, and the schedule does them zero favors. I mean, outside of Hawaii, Elon, Wake, North, Northern Illinois to start the year, so maybe they start two and two, maybe three and one if they beat Wake with no Sam Hartman. But then you've got at Bama, Ole Miss, at Georgia, at Missouri, South Carolina, at Kentucky, Florida, and Tennessee. I come on, tough, tough scene. I mean. They could lose to Hawaii. Uh, yeah, they could lose to Northern Illinois. They, they really could be they're, one. They're one. going to Northern Illinois, which is what? Yes. And again, you don't go to DeKalb and just get a dub. It's, yeah, it's going to be hard. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the inaugural episode here. As I said at the top, we do thank Davis McCord of State Farm for sponsoring the show. Make sure to uh, hit him up. For all of your insurance needs, once again, I do want to remind you, if you do want to get in touch with Davis McCord, 901-755-6110, one-stop shop, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi. Get the service you deserve at the price you want. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we really came out the gates hot. We are going to save our locks for our over-under totals for next week, as week zero is pretty light. Uh, I believe Nick said there are six FBS games. Yeah, FBS versus – there's a few FBS versus FCS games, but the highlight is – I mean, Vanderbilt-Hawaii is a highlight, if you can call it that. (laughs) And uh, Nebraska-Northwestern, that would be a a pretty good one from – Absolutely. Live from Dublin. After that, it's Wait, pretty slim. That's basically an act of Wait. war on our part, sending those teams to Dublin. <laughs> Wait, it's it actually no in Dublin? It's actually in Dublin, yes. Oh, my God. Is Conor McGregor doing the coin flip? Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see why not. <laughs> He's, I mean, if they can get him off the yacht, I mean, maybe he could do it. But, um, shit, I had no clue. I just figured it was in Evanston. I mean, just think about sending Northwestern to Ireland. I mean, like Nebraska, okay, yeah, people have probably heard of Nebraska before, but Northwestern, that's just a directional school. Hey, journalism, <laughs> journalism school, baby. That's uh, Medill. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, we'll be back. This will be a weekly show. I, look, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, just, just buckle the fuck up. This is going to get wild. We're going to have a ton of fun. Um, it's good to be back. Uh, we are going to be coming hot and heavy over under total wins locks coming at you next week. And then we will each have some locks for week zero. And then man, it is really going to amp up once week one hits and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, thanks to you, the listener for tuning in for the inaugural episode of hit that line. Thanks to Ben. Thanks to Austin. Thanks to Nick for joining. And of course, thanks to Dave's board of state farm for sponsoring the show. We will be back next week. 
talking League Zero and giving you some locks to uh, make some money. Thanks for tuning in. We out.